Brady parked the car in front of the garage. Both men climbed out and proceeded along the walkway. As they neared the front porch, the door opened. A British bulldog waddled out and stopped by the double steps, its tail wagging furiously. An older gentleman emerged dressed in jeans, a white cotton shirt, and loafers. He stood at six feet, erect and without a slouch, with a full head of hair whitened by age. The man's eyes were azure, yet their attractiveness belied the knowledge that lay underneath. Brady could tell that this man was highly intelligent and had witnessed things most men could not even imagine. The agent figured him to be in his late 70s, but with the mental and physical acuity of a man two decades younger. As the two approached, the bulldog barked in excitement. Winnie, be good. The man crouched and scratched the bulldog behind the ears. You know you don't bark at guests. Carboni ignored the dog. Are you Matthew Evans? I am. Carboni reached into his inner jacket pocket, withdrew a wallet, and flipped it open with his right hand. Brady removed his and opened it with both hands. I'm Special Agent Gary Carboni with the FBI. This is Agent Patrick Brady. Do you have a few minutes to talk? Of course. Come in. Evans waved for them to follow as he stepped through the front door. I've been expecting you. Carboni seemed confused. You knew we were coming? Not you in particular, but I figured someone would show up. Why did you assume that? I've been watching the news all week. Evans smiled at Carboni, not so much out of pleasantry, but as one who knows he has the upper hand. When I heard they found the Eichsleidler in Egypt, I knew it'd only be a matter of time before the Bureau sent someone to talk to me. I'm surprised it took so long. You have a unique perspective on this situation. More so than you realize. When both agents and Winnie had entered the house, Evans closed the door. He led the way to the living room. So you know why we're here? Carboni asked. Of course. You have a lot of questions you want to ask me, and I'm happy to answer them. Evans gestured to the couch. Please have a seat. Thanks. Carboni sat on the sofa in front of a coffee table. Evans headed for the kitchen with Winnie rushing along behind him. I'll get us some iced tea and snacks. No need for that. Carboni did not attempt to conceal his irritation. This won't take long. Evans chuckled. Trust me, it will. I'll be back in a few. After Evans disappeared into the kitchen, Carboni leaned back against the cushions. Shit, we'll be here for hours. Brady ignored the special agent. He placed his notebook down on the coffee table and strolled around the room, taking in the details. Evans' living room also served as his study. Built-in mahogany bookshelves lined the interior wall. Brady scanned the titles. Most of the books pertain to Egyptian history, World War II, American politics from the 1940s to the present, the Cold War, astronomy, physics, UFOs, and the science of time travel. An old Army Air Force officer's cap rested in a display case on one shelf, flanked to the left by another display case with a pair of 1940s-era gold leaves and a military intelligence badge, and to the right by a black-and-white 8x10 photograph. Brady studied the image. 
Evans crouched in the center of the photograph with a lieutenant and a U.S. Army staff sergeant to his right and left. A line of seven soldiers stood behind the others, one of them an African-American corporal. Crossing the room to the fireplace, he checked out the photos on the mantelpiece. All of them were of Evans and a beautiful woman with shoulder-length red hair, presumably his wife, in front of various landmarks. Brady recognized the pyramids and the Brandenburg Gate amongst the backgrounds and could tell by the varying textures and clarity of the photos they scanned from the mid-20th century to the present. Another thing he noticed was that the couple aged gracefully from photograph to photograph, appearing only slightly older from one image to the next. What are you doing? asked Carboni. Getting a feel for what the subject is like. Check his desk drawer. If you find a tinfoil hat, you'll know everything you need to. Brady strolled over to the sofa and sat down as Evans entered, holding a tray with a pitcher of iced tea, three glasses, and a plate with sliced cheese and cold cuts. He placed the tray onto the coffee table and sat down. Winnie jumped onto the sofa beside him. So, how can I help the FBI? Brady picked up the notebook and opened it to the first page as Carboni leaned forward and rested his forearms on his knees. We want to know how you predicted an archaeological dig would unearth a Nazi symbol on a structure 4,500 years old. Do you want the long or short version? The short version should be sufficient. That's easy. Winnie barked, so Evans removed a slice of pepperoni from the plate and fed it to his dog. The Nazis changed the original timeline so they could win World War II. And I went back in time to correct it.